0: Turn your Bibles tonight to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. As we have been looking at the commands and examples of thankfulness these last couple of weeks, and tonight I want to look at being thankful for God's grace. God's grace. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, as Paul does through several of the different... uh, uh, books that he wrote under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, he he many times gave the people that he was writing to a commendation, a encouragement, and uh, as you read through First and Second Corinthians especially, you would think, why are you encouraging these people? Why are you, these, these guys are rascals? The the Corinthians had a lot of problems that Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, was able to teach them. Teach them truth, and and teach them how to act as believers in Christ. And that uh, fell out to our our benefit because we get to read the, that and and get to be encouraged and challenged by it as well. So First Corinthians chapter number one, as Paul is Paul is starting this book, I'm just going to read the first the first four verses and the first. Part of verse 5, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 4 we're going to take as our text here tonight. I thank my God always, on your behalf, for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything ye are enriched by Him. And I could go on. Paul oftentimes had trouble, especially in the way he talked, bringing a sentence to an end, and that sentence goes on for quite a while. So I'm not going to get all, I'm not preaching through 1 Corinthians chapter 1 tonight. We can't do that. So I'm going to stop there in the middle of verse verse 5, that in everything ye are enriched by him. But it is God's grace that Paul was thankful for, that was working in their life. And we're going to really dive into what that is. Psalms 116 verse 5 says... Gracious is the Lord, and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. And God is gracious. He is He is merciful, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. And God's grace and God's mercy are very similar. And oftentimes they're used interchangeably, but they do mean different things. They mean they, they talk about two different parts of who God is. God's mercy means that he does not give us what we rightfully deserve. Let me say that again. God's mercy means that he does not give us what we rightfully deserve. But God's grace means that he gives us what we do not deserve. All right, can you see the difference between the two? God's grace, or let's start with God's mercy. God's mercy said, you deserve hell. You deserve separation from God. And God in his mercy came down and died on a cross, was buried and rose again the third day, so that you would not have to receive what you rightfully deserved, death and hell. God's grace means that he gives us good gifts, like having a relationship with him and having life in him, but because of our sinfulness, we don't deserve those good gifts. He gives to us good things. He gives to us himself, his enablement, something that we never in in and of ourselves deserve. He gives to us what we do not deserve. Let's pray tonight as we dive into this passage. Father, I thank you tonight for your grace. And Lord, would you help us tonight to be reminded and to be thankful that you have given us yourself You have given us good gifts. And Lord, tonight, I pray that each one of us would not just leave those gifts underneath the Christmas tree, so to speak, but that we would learn how to access them by faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God's grace. Tonight we're going to look at just three simple truths all laid out specifically in Scripture. It's by God's grace that you are saved it is by God's it is by God's grace you stand, and it is by God's grace you serve. That's not just a neat, uh, neat little three point outline where everything lines up with S's. Those three truths are spelled out in the words of Scripture, exactly as I'm as I'm telling them to you. So this is Scripture that's being uh, poured out here from what god has given me for us here tonight but firstly it is by god's grace that we are saved that may be a truth that you already know and and trust i trust here tonight that each one of you have experienced that i believe i believe each one of us sitting here tonight has by god's grace that we're saved but turn your bibles if you could and i'll give you just a moment of time romans chapter 5 romans chapter 5 over and over again talks about the free gift. 1 Corinthians, if you're in 1 Corinthians, just turn back literally one book and you'll find Romans. And you can find Romans chapter 5. As you're going there, I will read to you Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8 is a familiar verse. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That's a familiar verse to all of us. But it shows to us that it is only by his grace that we are saved. Nothing else. It doesn't say for by grace and your works, or for by grace and all of this. Or even as some religious books will say, and I'm, I'm quoting directly from uh, what, what uh, the Mormons would have people to believe, for by grace are ye saved after all that you can do. That is literally what the, the, the Book of Mormon tells them. And it is terrible. It is false. It is, it is false teaching that we need to reject. God's word says that it was because he was gracious, because he is who he is, that we can be saved through faith. Uh, Romans chapter 5, I don't have time really to go through the entire chapter, though I'd love to, but let me read a few key verses. Verse 15. Verse 15 of Romans chapter 5. But not as the offense so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, and he's talking about that, that sin that Adam, Adam had and Adam and Eve had, that whereby sin passed upon all men. So it says, for, for if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man... Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. That's a glorious verse. Look at verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in the life by one, Jesus Christ. Death came into the world by one, one man's choice, and life, <laughs> grace, came into the world by the choice of of one, one man as well, Jesus Christ. Moreover, verse 20, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Verse 21, That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. It is by God's grace that we're saved. I love that phrase. Where sin, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. God's grace is bigger than any of our sin. You might say, I've blown it big time, or I did this, right? God's grace did much more abound. I hear of uh, a lot of these, uh, Just you, maybe you, you've watched videos or you've seen some, some big-name person who is a you know, sinner or did all these things, God was after them, God found them, God saved them, and, and they were, they're now living for Christ. That's what it's talking about. It doesn't matter how much sin that we've done, God's grace is more. I mentioned just a moment ago Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And this verse tells us that we can only be saved by the graciousness of God that is who it's through. There's no action, there's no good deed, there's no work, there's no service that you can do to save yourself. It is only by believing on Jesus Christ, coming into a relationship with God, by accepting Jesus, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. We are declared righteous by his grace. Titus 3, 7 says that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That's exciting. In a, if it wasn't a courtroom that, that, that your sin was laid out there, Jesus Christ said, my blood can take that. You say, I accept, I accept Jesus Christ to be the payment for my sin. And Jesus Christ declares us righteous before God, absolutely clean, nothing there. And it's because of God's grace to us in this way that we know that, that all of our sin is, is clear it's also and this is just this is just a quick thought here tonight as we ponder the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us the fact that Jesus Christ was gracious to us in this way that we know how to be gracious to other people who have wronged us On the cross, it was that Jesus Christ said, Forgive them, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It is not until we truly accept the graciousness of God, the grace of God in our own lives, that we can know how and can be gracious to other people. People that may very well not deserve God's grace. Well, you didn't either. You didn't either. And you say, they don't deserve grace from me. No, maybe they don't. It's when we stop being nitpicky, when we stop being uh, uh, so, so focused in on what they've done wrong to us and we start focusing on how God's grace has worked in our life and has forgiven us of so much that we can then pour out grace to other people in forgiveness. It's by God's grace that we are saved. Secondly, it's by God's grace that we stand. Uh, First, we'll we'll be going right back to Romans chapter 5, so you can turn there again. I want you to see it right there in the text, Romans chapter 5. But as you're turning there, I will read to you 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. So Romans chapter 5 in just a moment. I'm reading through many scriptures here tonight to let you know, and I'm not even scratching the surface of, of where it all says this in the scripture. But 1 Peter 5, chapter 5 gives us uh, really a, a clue into the fact that God's grace is where we stand. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I have written briefly exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein ye stand. Now Romans chapter 5 and verse 2. By whom also, that's Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. God's grace is not forcing us to take gifts that we don't deserve. God's grace is giving us gifts that we we do not deserve. He's, He's offering them to us, but He's not forcing us to take them. God's grace is giving us all of what we need to live for Him And us choosing to access those gifts by faith. That grace by faith. In the context of 1 Peter chapter 5 and Romans chapter 5, God's grace is the enabling power wherein a believer stands. They can stand firm for the truth. They can stand in Christ. They don't have to be discouraged or fall to the the, uh, uh, wiles of the enemy. And as a believer in Christ, you can stand in the midst of God's grace. His enabling power in your life. God's grace, His enablement can help you to overcome sin. God's grace can meet in any trial. God's grace can empower you to do what you could not do yourself. Maybe you're unaware that you had this gift at your disposal all the time. You're here. It's it's not that you need to earn some way to stand in this grace. When you were saved, when you received Christ, you received all of Him at that moment. You are... Standing in the midst of grace, you have presence all around you. You say, God, I need wisdom. God says, Well, there's wisdom. You can pick it up and start unwrapping it, trusting God that He will give you that wisdom. And I'm not saying physically unwrapping a present, you understand that. But God is giving to you, He will give you the wisdom that you need in that moment. God says that. This is, this is the true grace wherein ye stand. Like a Christmas gift, uh, you can leave it under the tree. Have you ever had a moment where something gets forgotten or shuffled or something gets behind something else? And like, I know I had that one last gift here somewhere for somebody. And then you find it and you pull it out and it gets unwrapped. God's grace oftentimes gets left or forgotten or tucked behind something because we're plowing forward, we're trying to do it ourselves. we're trying to serve God, we're trying to do this, and we're not, even, we're not even considering that we need God's enablement to do that if it's going to have any internal impact and, and bear any eternal fruit. We cannot do it on ourself. God's grace is not just that he gives us what we don't deserve, but one of those things is that God's grace is his enablement being accessed and allowed to work in your life to do what you could never do yourself. Let me say that again. God's grace is being accessed, unwrapped, and allowed to work in your life to do what you could never do yourself lead someone to Christ. You say, I could never talk to somebody. I could, never, I could never convict somebody so that they would be concerned about their eternal destiny. You're right, you can't. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit will work through his word, whether you're trusting him to or not. God's word will not return void, but he would much rather have you be, as a believer, understanding, I need God's help. I need to depend on him. I can't do this on my own. And you know what? It's more fun that way. <laughs> it is. You get you get understanding that, you know what? God, I need your help today. I, I can't stay away from sin without you. I cannot think right unless you help me. And God, I know your forgiving grace is there, but God, I'm gonna trust you and we're gonna walk through this day together. It is the most glorious thing that you could you could ever imagine. It's by God's grace that we're saved. It's by God's grace we stand as believers. We stand in the midst of good gifts that God wants to give us. Are you unwrapping those good gifts daily? Or are you trying to, or are you standing in the midst of grace? Say no, I'm good. I don't need any of those things. I'm going to get through today on my own. I don't need God's word. I don't need God's wisdom. I don't need that enablement to do that. I can pick that out on my own. I can sh- make that decision for myself. That is often how we as Christians live without God. And we, because of it, we do not bury any eternal fruit. It's by God's grace that we're saved. It's by God's grace we stand. Thirdly tonight, it's by God's grace we serve. It's by God's grace that we serve. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. I have three passages in front of me, but I was just asking the Lord what what passage to have you turn to. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3, and I'll wait for you to get there before I read the other two passages. But Paul, oftentimes when he was talking to these churches, wanted them to know that it wasn't because of him that he got to where he was. He was a man who killed Christians, who God met on the road to Damascus, who God put a shining light in his way, knocked him off his horse, and got him going the right direction. And oftentimes throughout the book of Acts, and uh, he shares his testimony. This (laughs) This is what God showed me to do. But a couple times... Uh, He he tells these different churches that it's by the grace of God he was what he was. Ephesians chapter 3 I'll get to in just a moment but let me read you a couple of other verses first. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. He told the Galatians that it was from the very womb that God called him. That God had a purpose on his life. It wasn't just that oh he knocked him off his horse and gave him the mission right there. That wasn't it. Says, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by His grace, He was called by God's grace, God's goodness, in His life to serve God. First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse ten, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me and many of you here can say that it's by God's grace. I'm here today. I am what I am. It's by God's grace that I can labor more abundantly for the Lord. And it's not going to be you, not, not you, but the grace of God, which is in you. Now Ephesians chapter three, you're there together. Look at verse seven with me. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Now, Paul there, yes, he's a, he was a preacher. Okay, And you may say, well, God didn't call me to be a minister in that sense of the term. God has called you to be in the ministry. He's called every single believer to be ministers of the gospel. And so God's given you the grace to do it. God has given you according to the gift of the grace of God unto, unto you by the effectual working of his power. God can work that same thing in you tonight. And let me be clear tonight, when we serve God, it's not because we're anything special. When we serve God, it's most definitely not because you have the talents that God just cannot do without. To think that would be pride. Pride. You serve God because of God's gift of grace in you. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Before you were saved, you had no no place in the service of the king. You were a wretch. You were lost. You were sick with sin. And God reached out with his grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. That was God's grace that reached out to you. And that's the reason you can serve him with your life. That's the reason you can wake up each morning, thank God that you are saved, thank God for his grace, thank God that you will never be condemned for your sin, that Jesus paid it all. Jesus did it all. It's because of God's grace that you can now truly see and see the spiritual needs of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Be able to encourage them be able to forgive those that need forgiveness. May we be thankful in Jesus as Paul was for God's grace that has saved us, that enables us to stand, and empowers us to serve. Let's pray.